Welcome back, everyone, to the greatest sports show on the internet, Sports News and Brews Podcast. That's right, the show is back. <clears throat> Real quick in the beginning here, I'm going to go over the changes in the show format, and then we'll get right into it. All right, so first, the big change is that I'm just going to be doing this show solo. Uh, from time to time, I'll have people call in, or rather, I'll call them and get their take on a certain topic. But it won't be for the entirety of the show. Um, not always. Maybe sometimes I'll be able to get somebody for the entirety of the show, but highly unlikely. Just due to schedules, the time difference between Hawaii and continental United States, just all that good stuff kind of makes it too difficult to uh, accomplish the show with somebody on a weekly basis. So I'll be doing the show solo, getting in my studio, drinking beer, uh, and then ranting about sports. So there it is. Uh, some things that are staying the same. Uh, I'm still going to do the six pack where I pick six winners from across uh, sports. Still going to do that. I will also continue to try a new beer each week and then give you a review of that beer. Um, unfortunately, I did this kind of on a whim, so I don't have any new beer in my fridge. But uh, I was going to drink a glass of uh, the fine, finest Hennessy. <laughs> Not the finest, but just regular Hennessy. I'm going to have a glass of uh, liquor while I while I do this show. Maybe I'll change the name to Sports News and Booze. But I like the beer theme, so we're just going to stick with that. Uh, new addition to the show is introducing a weird, unusual, or unheard of professional sport. Uh, this idea was actually given to me um, a long time ago by my sister Megan. Uh, she threw this idea at me as something to incorporate on the show. But unfortunately, the show wasn't up and running at the time, so... Wasn't able to execute it, but now that we do, now that I got a backup and running, that is something I'm going to do each and every week too. Um, got a good one for you guys today, um, but we'll get into that later on. Uh, speaking of new additions, if you you should add, I should say, you should get a new addition in your home, whether that is a challenge coin holder, a plaque of any kind, and or a piece of furniture. Go to ESF Woodwork on Facebook. Dot com. That is correct, ladies and gentlemen. ESF Woodwork on Facebook.com offers you the best quality in woodworking. As a matter of fact, they are a five-star reviewed and rated business on Facebook. They really do awesome, amazing designs. I highly encourage you guys to go to that page and check out what they can do for you. They also have a very high response rate, so they will get back to you very quickly if you hit them up in a direct message to get a quote on something you'd like to have done. But I won't do it any justice with words. Pictures are the best. He'd post photos and videos as he's working on designs and the finished product. I highly recommend you go check it out and see what they can do for you. Again, that's ESF Woodwork, and you can find them on Facebook. All right. Let's get into the show. All right. The first thing that we're going to talk about is an article that I read earlier today. Um, it was a long article, but to sum it all up, it basically left the question is there a quarterback controversy brewing in Philly with the Philadelphia Eagles? My short answer to that is no, or at least there fucking shouldn't be. All right. Nick Foles again came in for a hurt. Carson Wentz put the Philadelphia Eagles in a position to potentially go to the playoffs. Uh, if they win on Sunday and then have, and the Vikings lose pretty sure that's 100% the scenario. So if that happens and Eagles are in the playoffs. Again, Nick Foles is playing phenomenally well in the month of December. 
I shouldn't say the month of December, but in uh, tight games or not tight games, but uh, spotlight games, right? Where the pressure is on. So people, uh, the article was exploring the idea of essentially start keeping Nick Foles on the Philadelphia roster and then starting him over Carson Wentz. That is a ludicrous fucking idea in my mind. Fucking re- ludicrous. Nick Foles is the best backup quarterback in the NFL. The best backup quarterback in the NFL. He is not a starting quarterback. He has proven this time and time again. Just because he has some fucking crazy, I don't even understand this run in the month of December this this year and then last year in the playoffs does not make him suddenly this great starting quarterback. People have short-term memories. They forget that actually in December of last year, Nick Foles did not do very well. And then again this year in the beginning of the season, he did fucking awful. Nick Foles is not a starting quarterback. He has this weird fluke thing going on. I'll give it to him. When the pressure's on, for some reason, Nick Foles shows up and he plays really well. I mean, he threw for almost 400 yards and he threw for four touchdowns in this last game. There's nothing I can take away from that or take away from him on that. But he is a product of a system that he is within. If you take Nick Foles out of the Philadelphia, I mean, you saw Doug Peterson did great things, I think, with Nick Foles. But you take him out of Philadelphia, right, and you put him in a starting position, let's say in Miami next year or Jacksonville or the Washington Redskins, you're going to see a Nick Foles that struggles to win games. That's going to do bad. It's going to do bad. That's just who Nick Foles is. He's a great backup quarterback. He's somebody, sure, you want to have on your roster, but in the event your star goes down, I'd love for Green Bay to have Nick Foles. I think they could do that. he could be a great backup quarterback for when Aaron Rodgers inevitably gets hurt again, but that's not the case. It's not what's going to happen. But is there a controversy brewing in Philly? No, there should not be. Carson Wentz is the future. Carson Wentz, uh, my, you know, this year came back maybe a little bit too timid from his injury, but Carson Wentz is the dude, man. He's the one that's going to take this team, you know, into, into the playoffs for future years to come, potentially. But you got to hitch the wagon. Carson Wentz. I don't think there's going to be a controversy just because I think the front office for Philadelphia also sees it that way. They see the long-term solution as Carson Wentz, Nick Foles is a short-term. And what they're probably going to do is try to get value out of Nick Foles, unload him to some other team and get something in return. That's what they're going to try to do. Like let's say Miami or even Tampa or Washington who needs to need a quarterback and Jacksonville. These are teams that are going to need a quarterback next year for sure, or at least going to be in the market for one. So those are teams that might make a move for Nick Foles and offer something in return. But is a controversy growing? No, shouldn't be. Like I said, shouldn't be. But watch them do something stupid and keep them around and make it a controversy just for shits and gigs. Who fucking knows, man? All right. Speaking of quarterbacks and their futures, is Eli Manning's future in New York over? All right, I'm going to say yes. Should it be? No. But it will be. <clears throat> the woes of the Giants. Did I say Jets? I might have said Jets. But the, the woes of the New York Giants offense do not fall solely on the shoulders of Eli Manning this year. Anybody that's ever, that's ever talked sports with me or have listened to the show in the past know that I fucking dogged. I dog on Eli Manning. I think he's a mediocre quarterback at best. He is not a great quarterback. He's not even in the top 10 quarterbacks of that are currently in the NFL, certainly of all time. But... He is a mediocre quarterback at best. Has gotten lucky, kind of lucky along the way, really. That 
I know that's a stupid thing to say, but it is in a lot of ways um, how he's been able to be somewhat to prolong his career. I wouldn't say successful, but prolong his career to the point it is now. Even last year, I was calling for the benching of Eli Manning. That was to see what value they could get and what they had on the bench behind him, right? That that makes the most sense. Bench him to see what you got because you know eventually Eli Manning is going to fucking retire probably in the next couple of years. But they did and then it became a big thing and whatever. So Eli Manning came back for another year. It is there for another year. And again, the offense has been fucking horrible. But it's not his fault. It's not Eli Manning's fault this year. This year, it's his offensive line. His offensive line is so goddamn bad. It is the worst NFL, or I'm sorry, the worst offensive line in the NFL. And I don't know what to tell. I mean, New York is not going to, the front office for New York is going to let Eli go. I have this I feel like that's what they're going to do. They're going to let him go. They're going to say, hey, how can we keep this locker room? How can we justify it to the locker room that we're going to keep Eli Manning after two years, basically, of piss-poor performances? Even last year, you could really see that it was a lot of the offensive line's fault, but this year especially. And on a side note, how good is fucking Saquon Barkley? If he's fucking doing what he's doing now with a shitty O-line, imagine how great he's going to be with a decent-to-good offensive line. Another story for another day. But Eli Manning, his future in New York is over. I'm gonna, you're gonna see the Giants. They're gonna move to either pick up. They're probably gonna do these two things. They're gonna try to pick somebody up in the free agency, a quarterback in the free agents agency, and then they're also gonna draft a quarterback. And you're gonna see Eli gone. I think, at least. But like I said, should it be over? I don't think so. I think you give Eli Manning another chance. You give him an opportunity to. Hold down the fort until you can build something in the backup, uh, like a young young uh, quarterback. What was that running back? But a young quarterback, something you can and you can even use Eli. He's like I said, he's mediocre. He's a he's a mediocre quarterback. You got fucking a great receiver, potentially great receiver of all, uh, in uh, Odell Beckham, and then you also have uh, Saquon Barkley, who's doing fucking lights out things with the run. He's probably the best running back in the NFL right now. So. Keep Eli. Why, I don't know why they would get rid of him, but again, I think they're going to. They're going to use him as the scapegoat for this season. And I mean, again, I mean, it's hard for him. Even Odell, you know, he can cry about not getting balls thrown, but he's, when he's going 20 fucking yard plus yards down the field, Eli Manning doesn't have the fucking time to do that. He doesn't have the time to get that ball out. So I don't think it should be over. I think. As much as it pains me to say, I'm not an Eli believer, but I do believe they should keep him, try to develop something, uh, young quarterback, whatever. Again, he's mediocre, so you got, and if you have a good running game and a decent defense, we see how far that can take you. Uh, Blake Bortles, for example, last year, but uh, I think I think they are. I think they're gonna move on from Eli Manning, and I just a guess, just a guess. And if they do, pretty confident he ends up in Jacksonville. And they'll have reunite with his good old buddy Tom Coughlin. That is what I see on the horizon. But yes, Eli Manning's future in New York is it over? I think so. I think he will be gone next year. I don't think he's going to be playing for the Giants. All right, moving on to the last uh, official topic before we get into the six pack. Who do I think, or so who is the most dangerous team in the NFL playoffs? Now, with this topic, 
you guys can go on to the 8up media page on Facebook. That's the number 8 and then up uh, media page on Facebook. Go there, use the hashtag Sports News and Brews Podcast, and or you can just say Sports News and Brews, hashtag Sports News and Brews, and tell me who you think is the most dangerous team in the NFL. You can agree with me, disagree with me, all that good stuff. But who do I think? So to answer this question, I'm going to tell you, I think it's the Seattle Seahawks. I think the Seattle Seahawks are the most dangerous team in the NFL right now. Playoffs, whatever. They're the most dangerous team in the NFL. They're the most fucking complete team in the NFL. They can fucking, the passing game is good. Russell Wilson is historically the best quarterback in January. He has the best quarterback rating in the month of January. That's What's what's significant about the month of January? It's fucking playoff time, guys. Let me do the simple math for you there. Russell Wilson is a very good quarterback. Sometimes I forget just how good of a quarterback he is. I feel like he slides under the radar sometimes, and maybe he has a couple stumble games, and people think, oh, Russell Wilson, just garbage. But he's a fucking really good quarterback. People forget this. And he's a good quarterback. He can extend plays, obviously, with his legs. He can make plays with his legs. I just watched him the other day run for like 30 fucking yards. After breaking two tackles, then they have a great running game with Chris Carson right now. He he is a fucking doing some big things. And fucking somehow Doug Baldwin's now making fucking circus catches. And then you have a defense that is uh, resemblant of a Seahawks defense from years ago. I'm telling you, they're the most dangerous team because they're the most complete team. It's a team that nobody wants to play right now. I promise you, if you have to play Seattle, you the the good news is that I think they're coming in on the sixth or maybe the fifth seed, but they're they're not going to have any home games going in through the playoffs. So that is a plus and maybe potential knock on Seattle. But they, I'm telling you, they're they're in a position right now to make a run to the Super Bowl, and they they're just squeaking in in the playoffs, if you will, but. I'm telling you, that, that is a dangerous, dangerous team right now that I don't think anybody wants to play. They, their defense can certainly shut down the Rams, can certainly shut down the, the fucking, uh, I almost said Patriots, but the Saints, they can and they and they will potentially. But I think they will. I actually think they will. When they play, they will. I'm telling you, I'm taking, I'm, I'm still thinking the Chargers go from the AFC, I still think the Chargers go from the AFC to the Super Bowl, but I'm readjusting my pick, and I think that the Seattle Seahawks, you'll see them in uh, in this year's Super Bowl for sure. All right. Again, go on Facebook, 8up Media. Like, you can like and follow that page while you're there, but uh, you can make a comment under the hashtag. Use the hashtag Sports News and Brews uh, podcast and let me know who you think is the most dangerous team in the NFL playoffs. All right, moving on to the six-pack. All right, so I'm going to pick six winners again from across six sports. Uh, I'm going to start with Saturdays, Saturday bowl games. All right, first game up, Florida versus Michigan. I am taking Michigan, and I'm not doing that as a Michigan fan, although I'll be rooting for Michigan, obviously. Uh, Objectively, I think Michigan still has a sour taste in their mouth. Their defense does from that embarrassing loss to Ohio State. Um, So I think their defense is still going to come up fired fired up but also, I don't think uh, Florida's offense is good enough to compete with any decent defense. Like a, a, a top-tier defense, I just don't see them uh, being able to compete at that level. I don't think it's going to be like a blowout necessarily. I, I think um, 
I'm going to go like 28, 28, 17 Michigan. That's what I think that's how the game is going to, it's going to be a two possession game, but maybe, you know, 10, 11 points, nothing, nothing crazy. All right. The next game, Notre Dame, this is the college football playoff time. Notre Dame versus Clemson. Notre Dame is going to get shellacked by Clemson. Notre Dame is not as good as people think they are. They're not as they're not a bad team, but they're not going to be able to compete with the likes of Clemson, let alone Alabama. Clemson is going to beat the shit out of Notre Dame. Let me put it that way. This is going to be an embarrassing game. It's going to be 50 plus points for Clemson and then like 13 points for Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame scores two field goals in the first half of the game and then they score a touchdown in garbage time. And Clemson puts up like 50, 50 fucking points against Notre Dame. They're going to beat the brakes off of them. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my pick. If you couldn't figure that out, I'm taking Clemson. All right. Next for the college football playoff is Oklahoma versus Alabama. Not a whole lot that I could say that would persuade me to not pick Alabama after this season uh, in any game. So I think Alabama obviously is going to win. I think it may come down to a, it may be a higher scoring game. Um, but Oklahoma has no defense and we know Alabama does. So Alabama is going to make a stop when they need to make a stop along the way. They just need to make one stop and then outscore them by a touchdown. And that's what's going to happen. Uh, they're probably outscoring by more, but uh, Oklahoma's offense is definitely high, high powered. But I do believe Alabama's offense, defense will shut them down. And then Oklahoma has no defense to stop Alabama, that Alabama train, at all. Oh, yeah, and just real quick, while speaking about Alabama, uh, Alabama fans have been crying about their kicker all season long. And that just blows my mind. So Alabama fans crying about their kicker is the equivalent of Stevie Wonder complaining that his glasses aren't polarized. What the fuck are you talking about? Seriously, I need you guys to slow your roll tight asses down. <laughs> oh my God, we could have scored 50 to 50. We scored 50 points. We could have had 53, 56 points if our kicker wasn't shit. Like, come on, man. What are you even talking about here? Shut up. Seriously, though, I've seen a lot of Alabama fans complaining about their kicker in every game and every game they've put, almost every game they've put up 50 fucking points. And the kicker has been an irrelevant factor in every game Alabama's played. So please, if I see that... On Facebook again, I'm putting you on blast. But yes, all right. That's my two cents about Alabama. Alabama beating the shit out of Oklahoma. I shouldn't say beating the shit, but they are going to beat uh, Oklahoma. All right. Also on Saturday, UFC: John Jones versus Alexander Gustafsson for the light heavyweight title in UFC. Uh, despite all the drama and all the bullshit that goes around John Jones, he is definitely the most talented mixed martial artist in UFC. He is. The best. Hard to see him losing this fight. I mean, this dude beats motherfuckers up when he's high, and and um, well, of course he did some performance enhancing shit. So that uh, you know that could also be taken as cheating. But um, I do think that he is a very talented fighter, and he will. This should be an interesting fight. I hope it is an interesting fight. But I think that John Jones, um, because. He is a very talented fighter who has not been able to present that at all times because he's been suspended so many times for being a fuck-up. He's going to put that on display again uh, on Saturday, and I'm going to predict a... I'm going to say a third round. I think a good third-round knockout. Middle of the third. Uh, That's kind of copping out. I'll say 
I'll say the end of right around the last minute of the third round, John Jones is going to knock down, knock out Alexander Gustafsson for the light heavyweight title in UFC. All right, moving on to Sunday's games. All right, we got the Bears at Minnesota. Minnesota needs to win to get into the playoffs. The Bears don't have to do shit if they really don't want to. So, I even though I think Minnesota. They're, they're playing for more, obviously. They're playing for their playoff life right now. I think the Bears still want to be spoilers. I think they fucking want to show and, and demonstrate they are the fucking the truth in the NFC North now. I think they're going to go into Minnesota. I think their defense is going to put a fucking hurting on Kirk Cousins. And they're going to put a lot of pressure on him. And I think Kirk Cousins is going to walk away with, with a loss and out of the playoffs because he's going to throw three interceptions. He's going to throw at least three interceptions in this game. I think the Bears beat the Vikings and I think they beat them fucking 35-21 and it's only because of a late rally by Minnesota but I think 35-21 Chicago going in to Minneapolis and beating Minnesota and keeping their playoff hopes diminished alright then lastly the Sunday night game for the NFL is the Colts at the Titans this is a win and get in game for both teams obviously whoever doesn't win is out so the Colts, or I'm sorry, the Titans rather, I'm not sure if at the time of this recording, I'm not sure if Marcus Mariota is playing or not. All right. He got knocked out of the game last week. And even if he does come back, he will not be 100%. That being said, uh, I'm going with the Colts and I'm going with the Colts because if they can shut Derrick Henry down and you have a unhealthy and or Blaine Gabbert or unhealthy uh, Mariota in or a Blaine Gabbert, your the chances of you are winning exponentially at that point, but I think if they could shut, they, all they got to do is really shut Derrick Henry down, and then they'll be okay. But you still have Andrew Luck and Mac on the other side of the ball on offense, and they are doing very well, doing fantastic right now. So Colts got a good running game. Andrew Luck throwing up big numbers again, like he did uh, prior to his shoulder going out, and their defense isn't that bad either, actually. So yeah, I'm going with the Colts. I'm going with the Colts going into Tennessee and uh, taking care of the Titans. Not sure about this one. I'm I'm thinking I think it's gonna be a little bit lower lower scoring. I'm gonna say seventeen no, I'm gonna say fourteen to ten. Fourteen to ten with the Colts taking uh taking that victory. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for the uh for the six pack. Um again I got Michigan, Clemson, Alabama, John Jones. Did I say Alabama? Alabama, <laughs> um John Jones, the Vi- uh, Bears and the Colts as winners for this week all right last order of business is to introduce you guys to the weird unusual or unheard of professional sport so this week i chose one and i I ended up getting sucked into it is chess boxing you heard that right chess boxing so chess boxing is a hybrid sport that combines chess with boxing it was a sport invented in like 1992 but like in a comic book that's how it started <clears throat> no bullshit. Then the first real event of it didn't occur until 2003. Um, but the sport, and it's just like its name, the sport alternates between games of boxing and chess after each round. So you're waiting for either a checkmate or a knockout to decide the match. So that's how you win. You either checkmate a motherfucker or you knock him out. A uh, chess boxing match between two individuals lasts up to about 11 rounds or up to 11 rounds. Uh, it starts with a four-minute chess round followed on by a two minutes of boxing. So 
You do four minutes of chess. Nobody gets a checkmate. Bell rings. They go into the corners. They put on their fucking boxing gloves. Bell rings again, and they start swinging at each other. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie, man. I I watched the I so I, I want I went to watch a video of this for research purposes, and then I got sucked. There's one that was like an hour and 14 minutes long, and I watched like 20 minutes of this shit. It was like, what the fuck? And then I watched another video for about 10 minutes. Like, that shit sucked me in. I ain't gonna lie, man. That shit was somewhat entertaining. It, I don't know if I was just bored I guess maybe I don't know but I got sucked into chess boxing ain't gonna lie to you I watched 30 minutes of it 30 minutes of my life was spent watching two dudes sit down nerd it out with some chess and then stand up and then start beating the fuck out of each other <laughs> um it's fucking crazy man I only saw I saw one checkmate and then two knockouts so it's an interesting sport, man. I have no idea how you can watch it other than YouTube. So go on YouTube and check out chess boxing and uh, maybe you'll get sucked down the uh, the video wormhole as I did. All right, y'all. Well, that does it for this week, man. I appreciate everybody uh, listening. Again, go to 8up Media on Facebook. That's where you can find uh, the link to the show when I post it, but it also keeps you up to date with everything else going on the show. So like and follow that page. Stay up to date. Again, you can go on there and use the hashtag Sports News and Breeze Podcast and tell me who's the most dangerous team in the NFL playoffs. Or you can go and direct message the page or email uh, the podcast if you have any comments you would like or anything you'd like to contact the show about. Um, that does it, guys. I appreciate it for listening. Uh, if you're going to drink, go ahead and be responsibly irresponsible. And I'll catch you guys next week.